Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Twiversations. I'm your host, Carrie. And I am your co-host, Ashley. And before we get into today's episode, we're going to say this again because... You know what it's coming. <laughs> We're gonna beg you <laughs> to <laughs> wear a mask. Please. Wear a mask, wash your hands. You know, there's not a vaccine available yet for everyone, so uh, please be safe out there. You know, just go out when you absolutely have to. And, yeah, like, just stay inside like some like some places are in a lockdown some are not well we were just talking about this earlier today and i was like so my mayor my mayor is not gonna you know put the lockdown into effect because it's it's almost christmas time and you know, the economy needs to be saved, so it's not going to declare a, a lockdown. So the new mayor, because we just had the local election, probably he's going to uh, put the lockdown into effect as his first act when he takes over the office on January 1st. But until then... There's like a whole month ahead of us and people are just getting sicker and sicker and the health system is about to break down with 97% of the whole hospitals. And there's a lot of hospitals in this city. They're almost entirely occupied with people with COVID. So please wear a mask. Yeah, and my prime minister was like, oh, it is so bad, but uh, it's not bad enough for a lockdown yet. I mean, we should put a lockdown, but I don't know, because it's not bad enough. I do mean, we have a lot of bad cases, but no, no. (laughs) So not many people died yet? That's it? How many people have to die? There has been a lot of deaths. But, hey, no no lockdown because you're just not smart enough. Well, so if your government, just like ours... Okay, we live in different places, okay? So we're talking about two two situations that are almost the same. So if your government is anything like ours, wear a mask, protect yourself, you know. The pandemic is it over just because you're over it, okay? <laughs> so um Wear a mask. <laughs> wear a mask, okay? Carl, I would have wanted you to wear a mask. You know, even Edward. Yeah. Um, so let's begin. We're going to begin this episode, and this episode is our first episode of Eclipse Review. Yay! Yay, and I do have to say that this book is my favorite book, so, I mean, I'm going to defend this book until the end. 
And I am kind of switching my view on Eclipse. I mean, after Midnight Sun, my view on the other books certainly has changed because now, uh, now I feel like we all understand Edward a little bit better. So whenever he says something, you know, we know exactly like what drove him to say those things, to act a certain way. Well, um, let's just, okay, I, I had an epiphany while I was in the shower, so all of my notes are now useless. <laughs> um, so the cover of the book is like the silky red, uh, what's the name of that thing? The silky, this silky red thread, and it's almost severed, but like there's this kind of line connecting the two and after you read the book you read the book you understand exactly the meaning of that because the the red thread represents bella and her human life and the smaller part of the thread is probably her human life and the longer one is her life with edward yeah. yeah, this book, well, it's my favorite, <laughs> but let's begin. Uh, the book begins with Bella reading a note that Jacob sent her through her father, which is kind of childish because... Uh, yeah, yeah, because it goes from Bill, because it goes from Billy to Charlie to... To Bella... Uh, and then yeah. back to Jacob, like, what are they, 12? Because, like, <laughs> I mean, Bella is 18, Jacob is 16, and, like, Jacob wanted to punish Bella when he came forward and told Charlie about the bikes. He wanted to keep Edward away from her, but, like, little did he know that Edward actually spent, like, most of, most of his time with Bella. Just like Edward said in New Moon, Charlie told me that I couldn't enter to the front door. I walked through the window. <laughs> <laughs> so he, she's reading this note and kind of like feeling sorry because she wanted to, to talk to Jacob. But she also knows that if she does that, you know, if she goes after Jacob, Edward's going to have a fit. <laughs> yeah, but I kind of found Edward, like, an ass this, like, first chapter. Yeah, Edward is an ass on this first chapter. Like, okay, Edward, don't need to do this to your girlfriend. Yeah. Like, he is certainly overprotective of Bella now that they are together again. I, I mean... I think I've said this before, but I feel like the breakup was something that they both needed to <laughs> progress with their relationship, I think. Because, like, Edward needed to mature. I mean, we're talking about someone who is over 100 years old, but who has experienced uh, love for the first time. And also Bella. You know, Bella has experienced love for the first time, and she's just 18. 
and she is still suffering. I think PTSD during the course of Eclipse because why wouldn't she? Yeah, because uh, she says, uh, not in the first chapter, but in a chapter when he goes hunting, she has nightmares. She Yeah, she has nightmares without Edward. So she links her happiness to Edward, but without him, like, she's afraid she's going to come back to the that shallow being that she was mm-hmm. when when he was gone. They kind of needed to have a talk better than they did when they came back. Yeah. Because, like, um, like, are they gonna take it back from where they, from where they stopped? Like, is he gonna change her? Or, he? I mean, he said hey, he wanted to marry her, and that's something in the first chapter that is on her mind as well. I really, uh, like, this part of the book really stuck on my mind because I was, like, six, I mean, I was, like, 14, 15, 16 reading this book because I've read, I've read the shit out of this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, the, the pages are, are not yellow anymore. They are, like, this um, old book where the pages, like, the center of the page, the page is white and it goes to like this yellow tone, like so. <laughs> she's like, "Oh, Edward is my boyfriend, but he wants to be something else. He wants to be my husband." And a sixteen-year-old me is like, "Bella, no, you're not gonna really, you know, graduate high school and get married." I mean, if this is your mm-hmm. case, you know, if you're listening to this and you're just graduator just graduate and you want to get married that's okay too <laughs> yeah that yeah that is fine like you have found your love you want to get married you want to get married fine yeah fine. good okay. well, i mean that is something that i wouldn't do because i'm very career driven so i always put myself and my education first but that's why I just that's why I was siding with Bella because it's not that she didn't want it to be with him. She wanted to be with him, but she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready for a commitment like this. Because being married to someone else is something completely different because now you see that person every single day for the rest of your life. And and Bella's case is going to be for the rest of forever. <laughs> so yeah. that's a lot. I mean, she does love him. She does love him very much. But, like, she wasn't completely healed. She, I know that she she does say in New Moon that it wasn't as, as if she was healed, but, like, the void never existed at all. But she is definitely suffering from anxiety. PTSD, yeah. And probably depression yet. And she's not getting any treatment treatment from any of this and like her only cure is being around Edward and and probably the other Collins as well yeah but I don't think she was really happy with being around the Collins when (laughs) when Alice kidnapped her 
Yeah, but like it, but it must have been some comfort besides the, uh, the, uh, like, oh, great. He, he forced her to kidnap me. But if she was there by her, like, own self just to spend time, then yeah yeah what if if she wanted i mean she would have gone regardless but like while he was going hunting like a little heads up would be nice see this lack of communication that is happening in this book between the both of them this is it's we're really you know it's to quote Billy Saria, have you on my noggin? Because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, like, seriously, this lack of communication between the both of them and Edward doing whatever he could to protect her, but he was actually jealous from, of Jacob. <laughs> but everything he was, you know, doing to, to protect her, and she's like, well, you don't need to do this. I know how to take care of myself. Like, there is a lack of communication. Like, if it was, if I was Bella, I, I sit down with him and be like, okay, my mom didn't raise any, <laughs> any with like bits. So like, I know you want to protect, protect me, you know, but like, he's my best friend. You're not gonna get in between me and my best friend because then I'm gonna dump you. <laughs> yeah, but then she would, like, kind of regret that because she is, like, uh, I don't want to be alone because, like, then I'll have, like, nightmares and all that. I think Bella really needed to go to therapy to deal with everything she went through in Humo before, yeah. like, because... Maybe she and Edward needed, I don't know, a couple therapy? Because, like we said multiple times here, like, a therapist in the vampire world <laughs> would probably make a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, Bella is woken up, kind of, from her trance by something that's smelling on the kitchen, and then she shows up, and please don't ever do this. Charlie put... A metal container on the microwave. You cannot do this, okay? Just don't because yeah. it's going to blow up. I am a terrible cook, but I know not to do that. Yeah, and I mean, if you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I've been binging watching CSI. If there's one thing that you learn from that show, is to not do stupid things at your house. That might, you know, hurt you, and probably like putting a metal container on your microwave is going to blow up your kitchen. Okay, I mean, Charlie should have known that. Like, how many years was he living alone before Bella shows up? <laughs> like, was he surviving on like burgers and pizza? Like, dude. I think. I think... I think he was surviving on takeout and going to the dine, like go, like going to the diner, and having uh, meals at Billy's house, 
Yeah. And so Bella finds it odd that her dad's cooking and he's like, oh, I'm trying to relieve you tonight. And Bella's like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. So Bella would be a great detective. <laughs> and let's and let's just talk about the pasta too. <laughs> Dude, that pasta. I wouldn't need that. She had to cut that with a steak knife. <laughs> Dude, if you have to cut your pasta with a steak knife, that's because it's not salvageable. You know, it's not probably it's not edible. And <laughs> just throw how, away another pizza. How did Stephanie Maya choose to write that that they were going to eat that? Like Probably, probably Bella had like this stomach ache later because there's no way in hell she survives that meal. Yeah, and we actually don't see scenes where Bella is in the, you know, doing her human necessities besides uh, taking a shower, brushing her hair, or her teeth, or putting her pajamas uh, when Edward is around. Yeah, well, and. When you know they're eating, uh, Charlie is like, "Have you talking to? Have you spoken to Jacob?" And I was like, um, "No, no." And he's like, "Why not? Is Edward taking too much of her time?" And I was like, "Jacob is not answering any of my calls." <laughs> yeah. So, so shut up, Dad. <laughs> and he's like, "Why don't you go and see him?" And I was like, "Because I'm grounded." <laughs> and I mean I would have you know if it was me I'd be like okay so the guy's not answering my texts or my calls I see my boyfriend every day at school you know there's nothing you can do about this okay so you really want me to drop everything and go talk to a guy that is not even calling me back yeah. Like, I get like, a message dead. Yeah, and, and Charlie has made a decision. Bella is not grounded anymore for her little adventure on Italy. <laughs> and <laughs> on the condition that she sees Jacob more. And he kind of implies, like, it's, isn't Edward ready for a little competition? And there is no competition. I mean, of course, there is this love triangle going on on the book, but we know there's no competition. Yeah. Like, Jacob isn't asked to in this book. Like, yeah, but Jacob, Edward and Jacob are both, you know, like, uh, they're, uh, they're unbearable in this book. Like, I really preferred, like, those parts with Jasper, you know? Yeah. That's how, much, that's how unbearable Jacob and Edward were on this book. Yeah, like, I have no idea how I stayed Team Edward after Eclipse. 
like yeah how i mean i think i did because i always had this soft spot for vampires but uh, like i mean it, it is a vampire love story so obviously she would she would choose the vampire Yeah. Uh, on this book you know they are both trying to to get Bella because Bella is the winning prize and Bella is trying to be the Bella that Edward wants and be the Bella that Jacob wants but she cannot be both she has to choose and we mm -hmm. all know who she's going to choose in the end well And, yeah. well, when that's, it's, when everything is settled, like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna see Jacob, fine, and Edward shows up with a bunch of college applications. <laughs> and just forces her to fill them out. Yeah, and I was really surprised that's how... You do it on the stage, but here in Brazil, you have to, to do so many exams to get into one. Like, dude. And it's a, and the exam is about everything you ever learned on high school. Like, you have to know everything. I didn't know everything when I went there. I did know a, a bunch of chemistry because... And biology because I was binding watching bones before <laughs> going into the exam. But like, you have to know everything, so that's kind of tough. And Bella's like, I'm not gonna fill them out, and she's she's about to get those those college applications and put it in the trash. And he gets it before her, and he's like, Okay, I'm gonna fake your handwriting. <laughs> and honestly, I, I I will be like, Excuse me. Bitch, what? <laughs> Excuse me, first, this is my future we're talking about. Second, I've made up my mind. I'm going to Alaska, and so are you, bitch. So, like... Yeah, you can eat some penguins while I pretend to go to college, okay? So, suck it up. You can just eat what I tell you you and that is it bitch <laughs> it's not even like edward's trying to make bella do whatever he wants right yeah. <laughs> and like bella is mad that he's doing that but like i mean when you're about to go to university you don't just choose one and be like that's the one no you have to apply to several before you know if The one you want wants you, then that's perfect. But if you don't get it, that's okay. You 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 have another chance. But like, Edward's like, you have to do this before you graduate. You you have to go to college. You have to to I don't know go to a festival. You have to do human things before you decide to become a vampire. And yeah. <laughs> And then what does he do? He brings up the, oh, hey, Charlie, uh, Bella has uh, plane tickets that are about to expire. Dude, if I was, 
I'll be looking at him like with those serial killers' eyes, like, what did you just do? She dropped a plate on the floor, like, bitch, get out of my fucking house. Like, I surely would be acting like that. Like, you know, this is what I ha- I mean, I love this book, but this is what I hate because, like, Adelaide is keeping so much from her that she has to go and find her all damn answers. I know. And, like, okay, Bella is kind of like a fucking detective at this point. Like, she found out. You were a vampire, and you knew each other for less than six months. Yeah. Now you're you're just like you know playing in the dark. Like, yeah, Bella has a plane ticket. Like, if I was Bella, I'd be like, yeah, those plane tickets, those plane tickets. Your parents got me. I throw it in the I throw it on the trash because like you walked away. Didn't want that shit in my life. (laughs) <laughs> but Bella didn't do this because before Edward came back she had no idea where those tickets were no and and wow Charlie's like oh really and and they then a- and then he and then Char and then Char and then Charlie says plain tick it's and she breaks the plate in the sink then. Dude, I'd be so ready to throw those pieces at that point. I know, right? <laughs> like, you just threw me to the fucking sharks, man. Like, dude, you don't do this. Like, and then they have to explain that, oh, this, those were the tickets that. Carlisle and Esme got her to go to see her mom and and <laughs> and then it's like those plane tickets were in Bella uh, Bella's and Edward's name. Okay, first of all, to get a fucking plane ticket, you have to have those, you know, a person's information, like everything, like their birthday, their their whole name, their like some information, you know, that you are given when you are when you were born. And like how did the Collins got hold of this information? Like Yes. Did, like did they went to like Bella's house and went through her her thing like, oh where oh here it is. Her social security number yeah, that's it. So Edward's like, okay, dad, the number is four, three, five. <laughs> yeah, they asked their son. I mean, because Carlisle or Esme, they wouldn't like just barge into Bella's room and be like, okay, so what's your social security number? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because guess who has been sneaking in her room for like six months? There's some, so probably he probably ever knows all the info about Bella. Like it's embedded in his brain. Yeah. And like Bella's like, 
this is gonna be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and Bella and Charlie kind of have a, like an argument, and Bella decides to leave to see the Collins, and they get into her car, and Bella's mad as fuck at that. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah, like, bitch! And then he's like, oh, but you you have to use the, the plane tickets. And they'll be like, yeah, that's not the whole fucking point. Why do you have to bring this up in front of my dad, of all people? Damn! <laughs> I yeah. love the, 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 and the Brazilian translation. But was like, you throw me to the fucking sharks. Okay, there's no fucking, but like, you throw me to the sharks. Yeah. And they go to the Collins, which goes really well. You know, she sees Esme. Esme is like over the moon that Bella is back, you know. Mm-hmm. And they go back home. I think, is it? No. Bella decides to go see Jacob that night, right? Yeah, but then, uh, uh, Ed, but then, uh, Ed word pops out of nowhere and takes that thing out of. Yeah. She, she, you know, goes to her car, you know, tries to turn it on, but it's not working. And, and she's then, pissed at hell. Yeah, and uh, Edward's pissed, Bella's pissed, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I hate this, the beginning of the book, I mean, I love this book, but this beginning of the book, like, god damn it, Edward's so fucking territorial. Like, god he's damn so, it. He's so controlling. Like, yeah. Like, I love that Bella, you know, she she doesn't really want to argue with him because she just got him back. So, she she's kind of, like, trying to, you know, maneuver around this behavior. We're like, dude. Just, like, just... Like, if break. your boyfriend tells you that you cannot see some people, like, that's a major red flag right there. Yeah, like, just, like, just say, I am going to see Jacob, and you are going to suck it up. Yeah, you and, I, and, like, uh, and then Bill's like, how did you know that I was going there? And I was, and Edward's like, Alice said your future disappeared. Okay, first of all, why the fuck is your sister watching my future? <laughs> it's like I cannot even make my own decisions, man. And he's like, werewolves are dangerous. And I remember like dropping the book and be like, yeah, Edward, because vampires at, you know, really safe. You know, remember what happened? At her birthday party, where, <laughs> where your brother tried to sl- to literally slit her throat, you know, you know, drink her blood. Remember that? Remember yeah. I made everything worse by throwing her on a fucking glass table. Also, remember how Laurent tried to kill her? 
also remember how Arrow tried to kill her? Remember that, you know, Victoria is lurking in the shadows? Remember yeah. that? Yeah, because va- yeah, because vampires aren't dangerous, but where but werewolves are. Hmm, who is a fucking hypocrite? I mean, yeah, there was this thing with with uh Emily. Okay, but there's like one occurrence, like Bella died at the hands of them of vampires more than five times, and we're still on book three. <laughs> we're still on book three, and Bella's still alive, but vampires try to kill her more than once. They didn't succeed. But, like, Bella did spill her blood lots of times. <laughs> and and then Bella leaves, like, she's completely mad at Edward. And Edward's like, if you don't want me in your room tonight, just close your window. And, then, and she slams the window. <laughs> I love that. Like I would, I mean, I've been told that my hands are heavier than they look, so like I'll probably break the fucking window <laughs> if it was me. <laughs> like, and she, I mean, I'm pretty sure Edward felt guilty at that point <laughs> when she, because he heard her window closing, <laughs> and then she just gives up and <laughs> opens the window like Bella. Why did you? I hate that that wasn't in the movie. That was a that was a deleted scene. God, I was hoping to see that scene when I walked into the movie theater to watch the movie. Like, I was hoping, counting on that, that there would be that scene because Bella and Edward's relationship is kind of damaged because of what he did in New Moon. And he's much more controlling now. Okay, she did almost lost her life, yeah. But she did almost lost her life countless of times on Edward's hands. Mm -hmm. And he's like, if you don't want me in your room, just close your window. And she's like, I just might do that. (laughs) And she does. I mean, I'm pretty sure he died a little when he heard the window. But then he was like, oh, she will open up my Bella, my beauty. I'm going to see her tonight. Like, damn, okay. And then they go to school and like, like, what about it? What about that argument? Aren't you going to talk about that? Yeah. Like, the fuck, man? And they go to school, right? And oh, we forgot about something. What? Okay, so uh, Roblox. When they're in the kitchen, and Edward gets the newspaper, and he talks oh, about yes. the battle situation. Okay, mm-hmm. so in this book. Seattle is going through a massive attacks during the night. Someone is going out and killing people. And nobody knows what is causing this. 
the police think he's a serial killer on the loose. But Edward says that he and his family, they have been monitoring the situation in Seattle for a while now. And they believe that it's, uh, it's the newborn vampires. We've covered a little of that. Um, on past episodes, but we're gonna have to cover this now because this is a huge theme throughout the whole story. So, um, quoting Carlisle, the the first few months after the transformation, like the first year, is when a vampire is strongest because they still have their human blood inside their systems but like everything is new so they are stronger they are faster you know and they are hungry they are hungry for blood so they don't have I mean most vampires don't have self-control I mean yeah as I'm talking to you Bella because you were turned into a vampire and you have natural self-control I mean Rosalie is right there I mean she's right there yeah, and uh, Carlisle is right there, like okay, so, but whatever. And that's when also they are they are not in control of their emotions totally, so they literally you know just just they just live to feed, you know, and they have to have someone to explain to them. The rules of the vampire world, I mean, what it means to be a vampire, but apparently uh, Victoria had Riley tell the the vampires that the sun could burn their skin, so they could not go wild during the day. Seattle is pretty sunny, you know, if you watch Grey's Anatomy, you know, it's pretty sunny, but it rains like hell. And so they were hunting mostly during the night. And that's when the police would find the bodies, you know. And, uh, you know, you find this body with lots of bite marks. And you have no idea what is causing this. And, and Edward, you know, is like, oh, we cannot go to Seattle. And Belly's like, I'm pretty sure the murder uh scene in Arizona is probably a lot higher than Seattle. Yeah. Right. But like and this is one thing that both Edward and Charlie agree on that Bella cannot go to Seattle because of what is happening. And she gets pissed. You know, Bella is really pissed during this book. We all know that. And, guys, I had an epiphany while I was washing my hair today, which made me completely discard all of my notes that I had made. Stephanie Meyer kind of does that with every single Twilight book. In the first chapter, she kind of lays, lays out, like, the themes that she's going to talk about and the rest of the story. So in Eclipse, you know, there's this thing. Bella has to choose between Jacob and Edward. And Charlie tells her, oh, isn't Edward ready for a little competition? She has to choose between Jacob and Edward. 
this thing of Bella saying humor or not, Bella getting married or not, you know, and this vampire, uh, this vampire hurricane that is happening in Seattle. <laughs> and these are the themes that she's going to talk about in the book. And what really surprised me is that we see a lot of Jasper in this book. Kind mm -hmm. of making up for his almost complete absence, except trying to kill Bella <laughs> in the second book. And they go to school, and uh, does Alice have a vision in the, I, I don't know. But yeah. She has a vision. And uh, Bella's like, okay, gotta distract the humans. <laughs> and she distracts him, and others just look at her. And the vision is is only revealed later when Bella has to go find her own fucking answers. Yeah, yeah, because she, yeah, because she tries to get a loan time with Edward the whole day. Like, but she can't because he keeps uh, because he keeps avoiding her. Yeah, and like Bella, you know, Edward, Bella knows something's up. Yeah, you know, and and he knows that he he cannot really hide anything from her. But which what's really makes me so fucking mad is that he keeps, you know. Okay, I know he's trying to protect protect her from, you know, his world still, but like, dude, this lack of communication between you and her is going to eat out your entire relationship. Yeah, um, it's just so bad. And they, and Edward go is driving back home, and he's talking to Alice, and thank God Emmett is not in the car because he'd be like. What the fuck are you talking? I want to know <laughs> what you're talking. Yeah. And, and Edward drops her off. And they go back to Bella's. And Bella's try still trying to, to discover whatever Alice saw. And Edward tries to distract her. Just kisses her like full on like hand in hair like just holy crap you know I think he he I mean he got over his this whole thing like uh, he used to suffer every time he like smelled her scent her her perfume, actually, right? Because he kind of compares her to, to wine as well. Like, okay. And he spent, like, a whole day thinking she was dead. And now he welcomes all of those sensations, you know, he feels when they're, ki when they're kissing. And they go to her room, and Bella uh, turns on her computer and screams at her computer, like we all do, right? <laughs> but her computer, we're like, guys, it was really slow. Like, we have to remember early 2000s, you know, the computers weren't pretty good. 
and probably her computer was a hand-me-down computer. <laughs> and uh, she's like, you know, impatient. And Heather's like, great, someone is impatient today. And, uh, and then I, I'm like, yeah, I wonder why she's impatient. <laughs> because, like, there's kind of this tension between the both of them because of what happened the previous night. So, um, Edward tries to distract her again. So she's like, "Oh, I had a had a, a petty answer for him, but like I looked up and he was just above me." <laughs> and then she could not concentrate on whatever she was going to say. <laughs> oh, and just he just kisses the fuck out of her. He's trying so hard to make her forget about what Alice thought and she answers an email from her mom and Edward is exploring Bella's room you know Edward the explorer you know <laughs> and he finds uh, this stereo that Rosalie Rosalie no uh, was it Rosalie? No it was Emmett Emmett yeah yeah, and he finds it, and he's like, you murdered this. Yeah, like, what the heck did you do to this? You just mur- you just murdered this thing. And I was like, yeah, I didn't want it in my car. <laughs> and the Edward's like, oh, you're going to hurt their feelings. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, they're gonna be pretty pissed that Bella broke one of their presents. It's not like they, they're gonna, you know, buy her another one, you know, to put on her brand new car that Edward probably already bought it for her. Yeah, well, it is kind of his fault that she took it out. Yeah, and... He keeps, you know, hiding whatever Alice saw, which makes Bella really, really, really mad. And then, and then he eventually tells her. But it's not really what Alice saw. No. No. It's not. uh, I, I think it's something about Jasper. Something like that. I, yes. I think. She, yeah. She, yeah. She tells. She, he tells her that that Alice saw uh, something about Jasper, which really concerns her, which Bella would believe because she knows how much Alice loves Jasper. So if Alice saw something in Jasper's future, of course, Edward would be worried, and Alice would be worried as well. So she doesn't really push. She only finds out that he lied to her later on. And this is getting too long already. <laughs> We're uh, almost uh, 48 minutes in. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you really liked it. Uh, follow us on our Instagram page. It's at Wiperstations. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Bye. Bye. Oh.
before we go, we want to thank all of our new followers. Yes. Yes, we get we have so many new followers. Thank you so much for every single one of you. Thank yes. you. Like we love you so much. Like thank you so much. Um see you later. Bye. Yeah. Bye.